0: Welcome back to Jamie All Over. This is part two of Stefan Speaks with my friend Kale co-hosting. In part two, we discuss the role social media plays in relationships, is it harmful, where is the line drawn with cheating on social media, following IG models, liking sexy pics, comments, DMs, where do you draw the line? We get into that. And then Stefan goes over feminine and masculine energy. We touch on my differences that I've noticed between East Coast and West Coast men. And I ask Stefan if he has noticed that as well throughout his relationship coaching business. We touch on the words toxic, narcissist, red flags, and go over when it is appropriate to use those words versus when is it just an excuse. And then we go into, do I have high standards or am I avoiding commitment? We get Stefan's take on that. And overall, I think both of these episodes really make the point that a lack of healing will blind you to bad behavior. It will bring the wrong people into your life You may not ever be able to find the right person for you until you are healed. And news to me, we can be fully healed. So I hope you've enjoyed both of these episodes. If this is the first one you're putting on, I would suggest go back to last week's episode for part one before listening to this. Either way, I hope you enjoy it. Here's Stefan Speaks.
1: As women, it's got to be hard knowing that most likely you're going to get a man who was one damaged and two hasn't done the work. And that's where I feel like there's a disconnect because a lot of women do. I know women who go do the work and do the action plan put behind the work because they've been torn down by a man. And then they see the man just continuously doing the same things, which it is for us. It's a cycle. We continue to do the same things, end up in the same situations. So where do you see that going for men, especially do you think like it's more common these days because it's spoken about more?
2: So I think it's definitely more common, not as common as it needs to be, Mm -hmm. but it's more common. I also think what I've seen is that men seek help in silence. Meaning, I get approached by more men in the street saying they love my work and how much it helped mm. them than women even though my audience is like 90% women, women. all right. Mm-hmm. So, what it says to me is that they're watching, they're listening, but they may not always follow, they may not comment, they're not as visible with it. But they're seeking this information out some way somehow. So, I do think it's better than it looks like on the surface but it still needs a lot of improvement. I feel the need to say unfortunately a lot of the content on the internet is distracting men from going deeper and addressing the issues within themselves. Mm -hmm. It's putting too much of the focus on women this, women that, all this stuff. Which yes, okay, it's cool to understand things about women but if you don't fix what's going on within you you're going to still have problems. So, I think that's hurting us and making it harder but I do think we're progressing we're seeing things change. And in the black culture you think that too? Yeah, even in the, in the black culture as well, yeah. I definitely think it's again, it's not improving at the rate that it needs <laughs> to. There's still a lot of work to be done we got to make some things happen but it is better than it, what it looks like. I'll say that.
0: So, you mentioned the internet. Yes. Social media, I have a lot of questions and thoughts on <laughs> social media. I have a love-hate relationship with it as I'm sure a lot of people do. So I guess my first question is, when men are looking at all of these IG models, let's say, and they're in a relationship, uh, is this harming them or are they just in a relationship they shouldn't be in any way? Is it giving them, I mean, I know, it's giving them unrealistic expectations of what women should look like or whatever. You know whatever their fantasy is that they're seeing and then they look at their current partner and maybe it's not living up to that. Yeah. They might start DMing people or liking pictures and where is the line even drawn on like maybe if, if it's called emotional cheating or liking someone's sexy picture but you're married or where do you draw the line with all of that on social media and being in a relationship with that temptation?
2: So I think everyone has to determine for themselves where they want to draw that line. Because for some couples, for some people you liking a picture is a violation. To me you liking a picture I'm not sweating that. You, you comment on something depending on how you're commenting yeah. now we're getting a little bit worse. <laughs> you in the DMs we got a whole, a whole problem. problem like that's completely yeah. unacceptable, okay. So, to me, it, to me personally there's levels to this. Some people they're cutting it off at the root. You even just like the picture we got a problem. So, everyone has to discuss what they feel is appropriate and inappropriate and again, find someone that embraces that or is willing to accept those lines being drawn. I do think to your earlier question it is harmful to men. I I don't know if you guys noticed there was a few rappers I think Young Blue was one of them where he was like yo, when you get a relationship get off Instagram. Because everywhere you look there's a beautiful woman and it's going to make you think twice and compare and all these things. I don't think it's helpful to a man in a relationship. Hell, I don't think it's helpful to a man not even in a relationship, even if you're single. Jordan Peterson mentioned in a video where Mm. he said, men now can see more beautiful half naked or naked women in 15 minutes than even the greatest kings used to see back in the days. Yeah. All right. That is crazy. Say that one more time. He said, men now can see more beautiful half naked women in 15 minutes than the greatest kings back in the day saw in their lifetime. This is not normal. Now, again, it's not to judge because I'm not going to lie like I'll I'll be on Instagram looking at pictures, I'm, you know, just like a lot of other guys do. But I recognize that yo, this is not good. And if anything like my goal is to reduce my screen time and be on there less because I know how easy this is to get caught up and the crazy thing is social media makes it worse because the algorithm feeds that explore you. Explore pages is at. nasty. All right. That explore pages. So all it takes is for you to look at a couple good looking women. And before you know it, your explore, <laughs> explore <page laughs> all is never- all <laughs> women. Your feed is suggesting women like crazy. Bad. It is a slippery slope. So yes, it is harmful. And I definitely think we got to take a step back as best as possible. And, and
1: especially because we're visual. Yeah we are very visual individuals as far as men we crave that so women i would say are more you said emotionally yeah mostly driven driven
0: well with men being so visual women post their straps you get their attention is there anything good about that is that part of attracting a man or should you try to attract a man in different ways even though knowing his natural chemistry is to be attracted with his eyes first?
2: Well, it depends on what your goal is. So, if you're a woman on Instagram and your goal is to gain followers or make money from these followers then of course, being more provocative is going to be more beneficial to you. If your goal is to have a man that might want to talk to you and take you seriously and possibly want to marry you and more specifically a kind of man that you would want to be with because hell, the women being half naked they got men trying to be with them too don't get me wrong but they may not always be the type of man they want and the ones that they want don't take them as seriously a lot of times. So, if you're that woman who wants someone that can take you seriously, then you have to be more mindful of how you present yourself. But but there's a way to present yourself and uh, and visually stimulate men without crossing certain lines. I'll never forget I came across a page years ago of a woman who was Muslim wearing a hijab and, and, and the whole wardrobe and the men were going crazy over it Her face was so beautiful and she had so many men in her comments and I'm sure in her DM's because she was still showcasing her beauty. She just didn't show her body like that, uh-huh. you know. Or at least she didn't show, she wasn't showing a lot of skin and it still got her plenty of attention. So, it is possible to achieve this but it just depends on the type of approach you want to take.
0: So, where do we go from here? You said less social media in general would probably
2: be Hell yeah. Um, Definitely less social media. I think we got to change the culture. But it's it's tough because social media is not going anywhere. Yeah. And so, everyone has to make their own individual decision to be more disciplined in that area and not get caught up in it. And again, and it's not just, again, social media. Hell, if you're a guy, your point ain't helping neither. You know what I'm saying? That that's harmful too. So, you know, you gotta be mindful. And let's flip it, even with the women, what they're looking at. So whereas men, it's harmful as far as how they perceive women and their expectations. Well, it can be harmful to women on their expectations of men and the luxury they expect to be living with them. Yeah, because listen, I can't tell you how many times people don't realize a girl could go on a trip and during that trip, she took a hundred different pictures. So, throughout the year she spreads out posting these pictures. So, to the ones looking it's like damn she always Always on a trip. No man, she she living it up. It's like that was just one trip. Uh (laughs) That was one trip and she made it work. Yeah. So, it's creating these skewed perceptions of how people are living and then again if you're that woman and let's just say you have a good man he's he's doing all that he can for you and, and let's say he is even providing but he can't take you on all these luxury trips and luxury handbags it can make some women feel a little salty. Because like, damn, well, she's getting all this. Why am I not getting this? Yeah. I'm prettier than her. I'm sure I can get better guys than her. Why is she getting this lifestyle that I'm not getting? So, it can be harmful on both sides.
0: So, you've got to heal yourself and realize that those are not the important things to look for. <laughs> what is important? To, what, what do you personally look for when you are dating a person?
2: What I'm looking for when I'm dating a person, number one is feminine energy. That to me... If you ain't got that, we ain't got nothing to talk about. Plain and simple.
0: Can you give me an example of maybe someone you went on a date with that had it versus someone who didn't and what were the differences?
2: So, one, I want to start with it's not necessarily about behavior. It's about energy. energy. It's about the spirit they give off. So, you don't even have to, you know, do certain things so to speak. But I think the tone in which they speak, are they positive or are they negative? Are they being combative in any kind of way? You know, as he mentioned earlier, like, when we're speaking do you tend to constantly over talk? That to me speaks to a little bit of the masculine that speaks to you trying to control the conversation. I know some people get excited and they you know they don't know how to control themselves all the time. But for a lot of women it speaks to something deeper, all right. Mm-hmm. When they keep over... Again, not once every blue moon, we it happens in certain passionate conversations. But when we start to notice a pattern that this keeps happening they're not even letting you finish your whole statement and they got to jump in and say something and you can tell they're not even listening properly. Yeah. All right, that's a problem. So, it's more so just the flow of things, the energy of it. Now, naturally to me I think I already pick up on people's energies very well. It's very unlikely for me if I'm going on a date with you for you to be masculine. Like, Mm -hmm. you already passed the first phase for us to get here Mm -hmm. so, I can't really think of a date I've gone on where the woman was masculine in any kind of way. You know, that just doesn't happen. I'd have to go back to when I was younger and I didn't really know about this whole masculine feminine dynamic. That's different. One story I don't know why this keeps popping in my head, but one time when I was younger went to um, lunch with this lady that worked with me this young lady and we get back this sounds so bad She's like, man, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, all right, cool. So, we pull back up to the job, she's like, I can't wait. She steps outside my car, squats Uh. and pees right there next to my car. Now, I'm not even going to label that as masculine or feminine. It's just a story that popped up that turned me the hell off and I was like, ain't no way. But I can't say that a woman who is ladylike is probably not going to do that, all right, in most cases. But again, it really boils down to the feminine energy. So, with that, that goes hand in hand in my eyes is positive energy. I can't be with a negative person, mm-hmm. all right. So, you got to know how to be positive and lighthearted. you got to be able to take a joke, be able to laugh at things, mm-hmm. all right. I can be sarcastic. So, if you can't laugh then we're going to have a problem. If you're too sensitive that's not going to work for me. I'm very into someone who likes to take care of themselves plain and simple. Like even when I was young and broke I'd said I have no problem being with a high maintenance woman. Because at least I know she will take care of herself and that's important to me. Whereas some people they don't like having to some do all that.
0: Exactly. Some, some men don't... Men, exactly, e- some men
2: want either. their woman to be more simple, they don't mm-hmm. want all that extra stuff. And some women don't want to be held to that expectation. Yeah. To them getting their hair and nails done is like it's too much or expecting or desiring that of them is too much. They rather just do it when they feel like doing it. But there are some women who love looking good they like getting dressed they like getting their hair they just like that i value that attribute you i'm know? glad
0: you value that because i've <laughs> had i've had several boyfriends in the past that are like why do you have to spend so much time doing this or that or it's just like i enjoy it i mm-hmm. enjoy doing my makeup doing my hair getting ready and that doesn't have to be a negative thing so it's nice that some people can appreciate it and it's fine that other people don't I get it. Yeah, that's yeah. it.
2: And that's the thing. Is, you know, and that's that's one of the things that people have to recognize. Going back to a lot of people not getting with the right person is not understanding what lifestyle you want to live and if that person fits it.
1: Would you say because you are a very strong independent business owner, she's phenomenal and you're very strong in your you know, your cores of who you are. Mm-hmm. But could you see yourself allowing a man that you trusted to lead? Would you allow them to lead?
0: Well, here's the thing. I'm from the East Coast. I've noticed a difference. And you know what? I might surprise you with my answer, actually. But I've noticed a difference between East Coast and West Coast men. And so what I grew up being used to was the Italian. They take care of the woman. Mm -hmm. They open the doors. They always pay. Not that I need that all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm used to. And I don't know if I would call myself old-fashioned in that way. But but I enjoy that. Mm -hmm. Moving out here to California... (laughs) Different. Men are not like that Different. out here. They're just so laid back. They don't take the lead. They don't want to make any of the plans. And that is where my biggest dating issue comes into play is because I want them to take that control or lead.
1: Because you have so much success and you do so much, you don't feel like maybe there's an intimidation factor there?
0: I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I would be attracted to someone anyway if they were intimidated. I don't, yeah. I don't know yeah. that I would have that attraction to begin with. I don't know. I just think it's a difference of styles. I don't know. What do you think? Do you have clients from all over the country? Is there a difference? Because you're I, from
2: New York. Uh, so I was born in New, born York, New York, raised, raised in, in Miami, Miami. Okay. live in Atlanta. But I've heard the LA or California thing it's a different. lot. I've heard that <laughs> from a lot of different it's women, different. a lot of different people in general. So I do think there's a different culture out here that lends towards a lot of men and not just, not even just a California thing. The society that we live in now has shifted away from traditional values and roles and things of that nature. So, in general depending on the age of the man you may tend to find more men who are unwilling or unable to take to step up and take the lead. But I think again, that also plays into where they are in their life as well. So, for example, I have a friend who when he, between the ages of 27 and 31 while he was still trying to make a way and he was kind of a little bit broke, right. He was always dating very masculine women who were very successful and tend to be ones who they would lead the relationship a lot of times, right. Mm-hmm. But that would lead to a lot of conflict because he's like he wants to assert himself but he doesn't have the same confidence or the resources to back up what he's trying to do, right. And he used to tell me, he would come to me and say, well, you need to find a woman that has money and resources for generational wealth, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, calm down. Once you become successful, your perception is going to change. Trust me, just wait. Later on, I want to say after he turns like 33, he ends up finally breaking through, he's now making over six figures. And he called me, he's like, man, you were right. And the woman he's now with that he's on the verge of getting married to much more feminine, you know, respects his lead. But again, he's able to assert himself now one, because he's gained wisdom mm-hmm. in his years. He's gained resources to give him more confidence and ability to be like all right, I can hold things down and and that... Listen, let's be real when, when you don't have your stuff together a woman being able to respect you and trust your lead goes down severely, yeah. all right. But when you do it changes the dynamic and so, it did for him and so, I think when we talk about a lot of men struggling to do that I think some of it is cultural, some of it is just the world we live in, but some of it is they have not established themselves. If they haven't led themselves in their life and got instability or success, how can they lead anyone else?
0: Yeah, and then I also think it breeds resentment if they are with a woman who My female listeners are probably going to hate me. But if they're with a a woman who makes more money than them, they might say, I'm fine with it. But do you think resentment starts to build?
2: Yes, but I think if I'm being honest, I don't think the resentment is simply because she makes more money. I don't think women realize how they come across to their men when they know they're the ones that's making the money here, all right? (laughs) They don't understand... The attitude, yes, the air of arrogance, the way they're speaking down to him. Again, it's not always about the words you're using, it's the energy, all right. Energy will attack people before your words attack them. And so, they don't understand it, they're making him feel emasculated and less of a man. And that's where the resentment comes in. When you're checking him in a certain kind of way because you know you're the one that makes the most money. Yeah. Again, there's going to be some men who are insecure and who will be intimidated, all right. And will resent you because of your success and they feel inadequate about their own level of success that does exist. But I think in many cases there are tons of men who would love to be with a woman who has money and success. If she could still treat him the way that he needs to be treated he would love it. But that's hard to find because again, it's difficult for a lot of women to give that man that same level of respect that she would give to a man who is as successful or more successful than her.
0: Yeah.
1: So, the words toxic, narcissist, these things are getting thrown around. How do you think they're impacting relationships and allowing people to be open to exploring and allowing somebody else in? Because, you know, women with the, oh, one red flag and I'm out. Yeah. Red flags is another one. These words are getting thrown around. How impactful do you think those are?
2: So, I think it varies. So, for example, toxic to me doesn't have such a... Like I get what you're saying because words have power and they mm-hmm. can shape how we view things. But
1: everything's toxic. Right
2: I now. do mm-hmm. think that with toxic the issue again is is less about the word and how, more about how people want to use it. Okay. Meaning that people are quick to label things toxic mm-hmm. to validate whatever it is however they want to perceive the situation or how they want to handle this situation. But then if we move on to let's say red flag I think red flag is the label, the word is fine because to me red flag means stop, right. But not stop and run, Run. stop and address, Mm. all right. So, I always tell people when there's a red flag, okay, address it because it may be a misunderstanding. It may not be the red flag you think it is, but if it does pop up as one, talk about it. Once you talk about it, then we'll see if we need to walk away or not. Now, the word that I do think that is very misused or overused is narcissist, okay. I think that's like they're over-diagnosing people as narcissists.
1: Well, the thing is, is that a lot of people don't know, maybe I don't know if you, how versed you are in it. NPD is an actual disorder. Mm-hmm. We all have narcissistic traits. Mm-hmm. But NPD, to cause my a real narcissist. They have no emotions. They don't cry. They will never take blame for anything. That is a true narcissist who doesn't isn't aware but that's normal to them yeah so that's a disorder but now we want to give everybody that label when it's like
2: exactly and to me and i still question how much of a disorder it is and i guess that's just because my perception is simply they're a hurt damaged broken person if we heal the issues then you may see this go away but to your point everyone's ca- everyone swears their partner was a narcissist or so this one's a narcissist the reason why i don't like how much is being used is because people are using it to validate why this person was the problem ain't nothing wrong with me. me. See, I was with a narcissist but I'm not looking at how I triggered this person. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking at why I even selected this person to begin with. A lot of women who end up with narcissists were looking for codependency, Mm -hmm. all right. So, it gives people this shield to overlook the real deeper issues that need to be addressed. And that's why I think that word has been more damaging than the other words.
0: This book that I'm looking at right here, Love After Heartbreak says volume one. Is there a volume two?
2: There will be eventually a volume two.
0: Awesome. Would this be the book to go to if someone was looking to heal?
2: Absolutely. Okay. One hundred percent that will give them all the steps, break it down, you know, and help them understand. Because again, we have to understand that hurt is inevitable. There is no life without hurt. The key is learning how to process it, how to handle it, how to learn from it, how to grow from it. Once you get to that level and that's what I said earlier, once you heal you start to learn how to process things better. So, now it doesn't hurt you the same way that it used to. You're able to now almost coach yourself out of a situation where you may feel like your mind's going back to that negative place but you've been here before, you know what it is you know how to deal with it, you're good. And this one simple example is in the healing process one of the things I talk about in the book is learning not to internalize people's actions towards us. Because again, hurt people hurt people and a lot of times they're taking out their hurt on you but it's not really about you, all right. Like I've had clients where I'll tell them listen what your parents did to you they would have done to any child in your same position that would have lived that same life with them. It wasn't about you specifically. It was about what they were going through during that time that they didn't know how to properly handle. So, now once we learn to stop internalizing people's actions, you know how much freer you feel in life? Can I stop you
0: right there? That that just hit me because let's say you have siblings, right? And you're like, oh, my parents were so great to the other siblings, not to me. Something maybe is wrong with me. That's an epiphany to me because it's like, no, it was that time in their life when that child was born, that was what they were Ex- going to do no matter who the child was.
2: Exactly. It's incredible. Even another quick example that comes to mind, there's a situation where a client, she had siblings, her mother treated her horribly, all right? But it came out years later that the father had cheated around the time that mm-hmm. she was born. Like there was this whole other drama going on. And so, the way that the mother was treating her was like this lashing out against what the husband did, what her father did. It wasn't about her Yeah, you know. So, that's the thing and so, when we learn how to detach from that one we set ourselves free from what we've been holding on to but now when someone new comes along and does something to us we don't take it personally anymore because we know they got problems. Mm-hmm. And so, we see things differently so, that's why I say earlier you can't fully heal and then you'll learn how to manage situations so much better going forward.
0: You are quicker to get out of those situations.
2: Absolutely, too. you're quick, and you'll you'll recognize them a lot quicker. Yeah. One thing that I've learned is talk to anyone who's gone through the process and healed. They will tell you how they can see dysfunction so mm-hmm. much quicker. Yes, everything becomes clearer to them now because that lack of healing blinds you. But once I... you get rid of that, it's a whole different ballgame.
0: I do question because I feel like that's kind of where I am right now in my dating stage and I'm so quick to be like, nope, nope, nope. But then it's like, what part of that is having high standards versus avoiding commitment? You know?
2: Oh, and see, and that's the thing. So you've you got to be honest with yourself about, one, again, am I running because I'm scared or am I running because I recognize this does not work for me?
0: I think it's that.
2: All right. Have and you done it, the healing p- portion of it book?
0: I'm learning now you can be fully healed. I was under the impression there's always more work to do. So I've done a lot, but I do, if I'm being honest, I'm sure I can do more, you know, which I'm on the way to be doing. But I also feel like I've come so far that I can, like you mentioned, I can recognize signs very quickly and I can, I could be like, no, that's not for me. And I'm so quick to get out of it now. But then I do question myself because I'm just like, are my standards just too high? but I don't want to, I don't think they are. People have told me they are, but I don't think they are.
2: Well, and I, so here's, so it could be a separate, different issue. Let's just say you've healed, even though we've already recognized there's still some steps that need to be sure. taken with you, right? But let's say you've done a pretty good job with that and you have these high standards, but now it's recognizing, okay, are these standards truly addressing things that will impact the quality of my relationship? So here's what I mean. You know, I was just doing a tour and on tour I was telling the ladies I was like listen, you know, I'm never going to tell... I always tell people I don't tell you to lower your standards, I say raise your qualifications. So, there's certain things you want, all right, cool. But make sure you're becoming that person that that type of person will want in return, right. A hundred percent. But sometimes there are things that we have as standards or expectations that might be unreasonable. One of them that I point to that's common for women is wanting a man to be taller than you in heels. Now, let me explain why this to me can be considered a high center that can be removed. Because my point is this, you are only going to wear heels what 10% of your lifetime, all right. You don't wear heels every minute of the day, Mm -hmm. all right. You're asking for a man to be taller than you at your fake height. It's not real Mm. height, okay, (laughs) all right. It's fake height. How much does that really impact the quality of your relationship? Now, I don't tell women you shouldn't want a man who's taller than you. Because I do think that's a thing that you'll deal with every minute of the day. So, if you're uncomfortable with that, if that's not attractive to you that makes sense, right. But something like taller than you in heels it's ideal to want a man I understand for women to want a man who's taller than her in heels. But is that really worth overlooking a guy who everything else is there with? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, That's where I think it's like okay, we have to just ask ourselves Is what I'm hoping or requiring of them truly impactful to the relationship? And the way that you know it's impactful is this, can I show up 100% if I don't have this thing right here? Mm -hmm. If you can, you're good. If it's really going to affect you to where you can't, all right, then no matter if anyone thinks it's too high or not, it's important to you. I
1: think for you, you have realistic standards for who you are, so I don't think
2: you're too high.
0: I'm not asking for anything I can't give or that I have not accomplished. I just...
2: wait a minute, wait a minute. So, here's the thing, all right. You say you're not asking for anything that you haven't accomplished. So, again, I don't know what your specific standards are and I don't know all the things that you have accomplished. But let's just say a woman makes over six figures, has a master's degree, all right, has a successful business. And she's saying, because you you use the word equal. Mm -hmm. I want someone who's my equal. So, I want someone who's college educated, has their master's, makes a lot of money is successful. I
0: don't want any of that.
2: Okay, <laughs> well, well, so again, it just goes Success, back to... Success, yes. Okay, it goes back again to the question of how does this affect the everyday quality of your relationship? This is where we start to see okay, are we looking for something that's not really important? Sometimes our mind gets wrapped around certain things that we want but again, it's not what we need, all right. So, you'll have some women who say well, he needs to make 120000 dollars right? <laughs> Here's my thing though with making money. What women really need from that man is not how much he makes, is how much disposable income he has. For the woman who's worried about the Damn. lifestyle he can provide. Because there are men who make 150 grand a year living paycheck to paycheck yeah. because their spending habits are horrible, their money management is horrible. They cannot or, or they provide. Live in LA. Huh? Or they live in LA. <laughs> or, or they and or they're just stingy. Okay, mm-hmm. so even though he makes that money he can't provide you with the lifestyle you're looking for. So, now when you change your expectation or your standard from how much he should be making to the kind of lifestyle I want a man to provide me well, guess what? It's possible to meet a guy making 80 grand a year but let's say he's been making 80 grand a year for the last seven years of his life and let's say through those seven years he saved, he bought his house, he has investments, he actually now at this point in his life has more monthly disposable income than that 150 guy who can't manage his money. So, he's actually better equipped at giving you the life that you want to live than the other guy. So, I think again, we just have to be careful with how we look at certain things and again, how will it impact the everyday quality of this relationship. I'm someone that realized a lot... I like nice things, I like living a luxury life, right. But I also recognize a long time ago when I had first got my first big house, nice car, all this stuff. I said you know what, I would live in a... just a simpler condo with a simpler car if I had an amazing great relationship. Like to me, all those nice things it it only does so much for so long. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, the quality of the relationship is much more important than that. But if you're someone who that lifestyle is extremely important to you then again, it's about can he provide it? Not the, how much he makes specifically.
0: I agree. Yeah. That's
2: a mic drop. <laughs> do you have any
0: final words? Maybe something specifically for men and specifically for women. Maybe biggest questions that you get coaching people.
2: All right. So for men, I want to say, do not be afraid to want a relationship. And when I say that, I mean this. I think the the world, the internet has made it to where they're shaming men who want love and relationships. Or oh, you're a simp, you're this, you're that, blah, blah, blah. Listen, man, a lot of dudes want it but they just are not confident in acknowledging and admitting it. Don't let them people bother you, don't let them people shame you to thinking... Because guess what, even some of them same dudes who want to act like, you know, forget these women whatever, 10, 15 years from now they're going to be in your same shoes hoping they had a woman, hoping they had a relationship. I see it all the time. So, I think for men, Accept how you feel. Some men are just relationship guys. They don't like being in the streets. They don't like having to date this one, that one. That's not their thing. Some guys love that life. Uh Be true to yourself and work on how you can establish receiving what you desire and don't care what people got to say about it. For the women, my thing is simply don't let the internet fool you. And more specifically, don't let the internet fool you into thinking there are no good men. Don't let the internet fool you into thinking men don't want relationships because as I just mentioned, tons of... Quick point, I know a guy who on YouTube was teaching men how to get laid, okay. That was his thing, huge audience. Yet, when he would have coaching sessions he said 90% of the guys who came to him for one-on-one sessions was asking about how to get one specific woman. Wow. Mm. So, even though his main platform is getting laid, his main consumer is guys who want one woman. So, to the to the ladies trust and believe they are out there but you can't get caught up in not just what you see on the internet but also what your friends are telling you. And what I mean by that is this, the unfortunate reality is that a lot of women aren't always as forthcoming as they should be about what happened in their situations. So, you'll have women where let's just say they were the ones that caused problems in their relationship. But you think they're going to go to their friends and their family and say yeah, I was the one who messed up. No, it's well he was this and he did that somehow she will validate her actions and so, the perception gets created that these men are just horrible and that just, <laughs> you, you just can't win with them. When in reality that's not the real story. So, women have to be careful of the information that they're taking in that's shaping their perception and understand that at the end of the day when you meet the... No matter how many guys have treated you wrong the right guy will give you all the things that you desire and need. So just recognize when they're wrong, get them out the way, but stay ready and and be prepared to receive the one who's right for you.
0: I love that. Thank you so much You're for welcome. all of your words of wisdom. This was such an honor and something so special to have you on, Jamie Thank all you. over. Thank you, Kale, for co-hosting.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Where can uh, people find your books if they're trying to
2: get them? Uh, StefanspeaksShop.com.
1: Where can people
0: find you on Instagram?
2: Uh, Stefan Speaks. S-T-E-P-H-A-N Speaks. That's Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, everywhere. Stefan Speaks.
0: Thank you so much.
2: You're welcome. <laughs>